you know what? We think that it's difficult to change people's lives. It's not. Yeah. It's not. And, and it's not that you're God. It's not that you're going to change the world. You're not. But if you can change somebody's life, then you're doing something good. Then, yeah. then you're doing what you need to do. And I know that. Welcome to the Stolen Hours Podcast. Conversations with known or unknown creatives across the arts. Guests share what they create and the backstories that have made them who they are today. Listen in to help support the community of creators and to find some inspiration of your own. The following is episode 24 to the director of the Father English Center Food Bank in Patterson, New Jersey, Carlos Roldan. All right, thanks for checking in and following along at the Stolen Hours Podcast on Instagram and our.com. Feel free again to reach out. Um, through those, there's a bunch of links to the guests uh, that are on the podcast, as well as a direct link to me, Dennis Delia, your host. Okay, today on the Stolen Hours is a conversation with Carlos Roldan, the director of the Father English Food Pantry in Patterson, New Jersey. Carlos made a promise when he was eight years old after a 24-hour period of not having food himself to make sure that no one would go hungry if he could help it. And ultimately, that has led him to become the director and also do a creative endeavor, which uh, creates a food pantry with dignity, allowing people to make choices and ultimately set it up like a supermarket. People could shop with points to get food that they would like and food that doesn't counter any allergies or anything like that for their kids. But ultimately, he's just uh, someone who truly is a heart of service and even has done things like, uh, you know, convert the abandoned lot across the street into a food-producing zone. So enjoy the conversation. You'll hear me struggle over his name, but I've gotten good at it now. And ultimately, uh, thanks for listening. Bye. All right. Well, today we have Carlos R- Rol- <laughs> Roldan. Rodan, 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 who is here um, with us in the Father English Community Center in Patterson, New Jersey, and uh, just tell us where we are. We're we're in a place, this beautiful big space full of just food and diapers, and just where are we in the world here? Well, this is the Catholic Charities Father English Community Center food pantry. This is one of three locations. We have three food pantries, and this is the biggest one. Yes, you saw a lot of food, you saw a lot of shelves. Uh, we provide food. We provide food, clothing, diapers, baby needs to over uh, 21,000 people every single month. We give out more than 1,200 bags of food every single day. Wow, wow. I think the last time I was here, it was only 20,000. Yep, yep. And then the time before that, it was only 7,000. Yep. So yep. COVID on. times have made the, the output go even higher. Yeah, what's going on is that here in Paris, on Passaic County, we have a lot of people that are undocumented, and many of those people never uh, need to ne- never needed to come to a food pantry because even though they were undocumented, they were able to get a good job, and with the years they were able to get increases and whatever. When COVID came, all those people lost their jobs, so they were sent home. Yeah. They were sent home, but because they were undocumented, no, no. Benefits, yeah. no, no welfare, no, nothing, nothing coming in, no income coming in, and then kids at the same time they were also sent home, 
Um, so here we have mom, dad, uh, grandfather, grandmother, two or three kids in one apartment uh, with no food. So mm -hmm. that's why people started coming here. More people started coming to, to get food from us. We went from 7,000 to 21,000. The, the problem that is happening right now is that New Jersey is dropping up again. I think that ho hopefully we're going to see the end of this and everybody's going to go back to normal. Not to these people who are undocumented yeah. because they will not get their old job back. And if they do get a job, now immigration is tougher. Now immigration has more rules. If they do get a job, then it's going to be starting $11 an hour, $12 an hour, or trying to get a construction work mm -hmm. um, on a day-by-day -day basis. So sure, it's going to be different. very difficult for them. Yeah, wow. So, so this place existed before COVID. How long have you been here? Um, as, I, a, as an institution, and how long have you been involved with Columbus? Yes, I, I started here in ni 1993, actually July 1st, 1993, that's when I came here. Uh, we're talking about 27, it's going to be 28 years ago. This yeah. is actually, wow. this became my life. Wow, and so how, your involvement early on, was, was this a food bank then, or was that... There was never a food pantry here. I mean, yeah. Food pantries were not in existence. They were not too popular. We had a food bank in Hillside, New Jersey, and that was it. It was a big food bank. Um, when I came to Catholic Charities with the idea of having a food pantry, um, I started telling my boss exactly what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it. And he said, okay, why don't we set up a little corner in the back, which is here in this office, and then we just go to St. Brendan's in Clifton, we start getting food from there, and that's how we started. Mm -hmm. We started with 50 people a month, two or three people a day. At that time, I had a lot more food than people to give it to because mm -hmm. people didn't know about this place. People, sure. people didn't know where to go to get free food. I mean, who gives you free food? And mm -hmm. here I am trying, trying to do so. And little by little, that's how we got people to get to know us, and that's how we got people to come here and trust so, us. And Wow. All right, so Father um, English Community Center was where you started work in 1993? Mm -hmm. yes. And so at that time, what was your job and what was this place? Because it's totally different now. Right? Yeah, there, there, there were many different programs here. They had the Meals on Wheels program. They they had a lot of uh, programs involved with children and teenagers. They still do. They still have that. Mm -hmm. But it was more uh, focused to that, to, to the teenage kids and and. and, and Young, young kids and daycares and yeah. uh, senior citizen uh, transportation. That yeah. was what we had before. And then to add to that, we added uh, the food pantry. Okay, so when I first came here, I wish I was recording then. Um, and part of why I you know, wanted to interview you for this podcast was just how passionate you are for this effort. No one should ever, no one ever should be hungry, is the line I remember you saying every time I've seen you. And uh, that, that reality has basically made you desire to bring in a, a food pantry here. So this room that we're in is your your current office. This is about a 12 by 12 room. This was the original pantry. This was the original. And then, you know, what I came through to, to get to your office is this massive warehouse space, which is how big is that space? You know, 10,000 square feet or something? <laughs> yeah, uh, pe people responded. Thank, thank God that, that we are in this country and thank God that we have a lot of good people out there. People yeah. listen to what I needed to say. And people uh, liked what, what, what I did and, and trusted me. And this is why we started growing and growing. Sure. And going back to what you said before, and I keep on saying it, and all the time I keep, I keep saying it, nobody should go hungry. Nobody. Yeah. And who, who am I to, to judge people? Who yeah. am I to ask questions? Why are you hungry? How come sure. you don't have okay. a job? Uh, who, who am I? I'm just a human being. And you know what? We are all the same. Some people are 
luckier than others. Some people made the wrong choices. Some people didn't make the wrong choices. But you know what? Once again, who who am I to to judge? Yeah. To, to judge. When I was a little kid, and going to the story that I told you before, when I was a little kid, I was only eight years old, and um, and and it was sad that I was hungry and I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I was just only eight years old. I tried to be a good student. I tried to be a good son, a good brother, a good friend. But I was still going hungry and and. Yeah. It was not my fault that I was hungry. It was nobody to blame, but at that time I, I was hungry and, and, and that's why I decided that, that when I grew up I was going to do something for other people. Yeah. I do remember um, when I was eight years old, um, my mom, we used to live in this farm, okay? Mm. And in the farm we used to grow vegetables and fruits and we used to uh, take care of chickens and pigs and... Yeah. So at that time, the idea was for my dad to send us food from the farm, and then my sister, who used to live here, to send us money to pay rent. My mom wanted us to move to the city because she wanted us to go to a better school. She wanted me to have a good education, me and my, okay. my brothers. At this time, uh, I'm the youngest one of nine. Uh, there were also some cousins in the house at that time, and there was no food. Food was not coming from the farm. My, my sister, for some reason, she couldn't send us the money to pay rent. Okay. So here we had a house full of people and there was no food. My mom cried, my mom struggled trying to get us food, but there was no food in the house. Yeah. At that time, I went to sleep at 6 o'clock in the afternoon because um, I was hungry. And not only that I was hungry, I was kind of depressed and I was scared. I was very scared. Sure. And I was depressed uh, seeing my mom crying and seeing my mom struggling and yeah. not knowing where my dad was and seeing my mom trying to, to feed us. That was really hard. So I went to sleep, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. The next day I woke up, took a shower, went to school. I am from Colombia. In Colombia, that is not a lunch program. Okay. So if you don't have money to go to the cafeteria or if you don't bring your own lunch, uh, you don't get to it. Yeah. So here I am, I went to school. One thing that I had at that time that didn't help me out was that I was not a popular kid. Okay. I was the kid that everybody bullied. I was the kid that everybody called names. I, I was not a troublemaker. I, I mm -hmm. tried to do everything I needed to do. It was by the book. Yeah. So kids in my classroom didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So I was not a popular kid. Uh, when recess time comes, 9 o'clock in the morning, everybody's going outside. Everybody started to eat. Everybody goes to the, to the cafeteria. And, and I'm just sitting there in the patio of my school by, by, by steps. I'm just sitting there and... And I was really hungry, and I was about to pass out, and I was seeing everybody getting food and sodas and juices and sandwiches, sure. and I was not eating. I was not, I didn't have anything to eat. And the sad part about it is that I was there, but it was like if I didn't exist, because nobody even realized that I was there. Nobody mm -hmm. even realized that, that I wasn't eating, that, that I wasn't eating. That, yeah. no, I mean, everybody was doing their own thing, having fun, and talking sure. about everything, and here I am. So at that time, I needed to plan, what am I going to do when I get home? I need to eat. At the age of eight, I needed to figure out, do sure. I go to my neighbor's house? Do I go to somebody's house? What do I do? God, please, let it be some food mm -hmm. when I get home. Uh, went home, one o'clock in the afternoon, this was over 24 hours of midnight eating. Yeah. Uh, went home, and thank God that my mom had food. I mean, she was able to borrow money, she had food. We all came home at the same time. We all ran to the kitchen. We started eating and eating and eating. Sure. And, and all I saw was my mom's beautiful face. She was smiling. She was so happy sure. that, that, that she was actually feeding her kids. Yeah. 
uh, at that time I went to my room and I said, after I finished eating, I went to my room and I said, wow, I feel so different now. I'm not going to pass out now. I feel, en- I have energy. Yeah. Uh, but then I said, but why? Why did I have to go through this? Why me? I mean, mm-hmm. why did I do wrong? How come I didn't have food? How come I, I felt neglected? How, how come I had to be scared? I had to be yeah. Uh, yeah. panicking. How about, no, this is not right. I mean, nobody was there to help me. And, that's not right. And then I said, when I grow up, I'm going to do whatever it takes so other people don't go hungry because yeah. it was not fair. Well, I guess God heard me and I started doing this when I was 24, 27 years ago. And it's my passion. It's my life. Nice. Yeah, well, it's definitely definitely what, what your passion and that eight-year-old self has led to this amazing mission here where you're support yeah 21,000 people you know it's amazing the families who are blessed by this and you know, I've had the honor of helping and handing out turkeys or whatever it has been you know in the past you know, the, little, the little that I could do here and there um, and just how grateful people are every day for what you do thank you thank That's you cool. yeah uh, every day when I come here at nine o'clock eight o'clock in the morning I always get here eight o'clock in the morning and I always go outside to see exactly what we have to see how we're gonna uh, do this before before COVID, what we did and the way we did it was um, typical food pantry. What they do is they just make bags of food all the same and they just give them out to people. Yeah. And and I did it like that from nineteen ninety three to two thousand and four. I was making a lot of bags of food and I was just giving them out to people and I yeah. was very happy because I was doing my job. Yeah. Eleven years later, it took me eleven years for me to realize that yes, I was giving food away. Yes, I was helping people. But no, I was not treating them with dignity and respect. No, I was not doing a good job. Mm. Nothing against all the food pantries who do it the way sure, they do yeah. it, but this is how I felt. I said, how embarrassing it is to, to go to a food pantry. And we are just giving food away, but how do I know what my people need? How do I know what they can eat? Yeah. And then I said, if I was a food pantry recipient, I have to go in front of a person. I have to answer questions that I don't want to answer. I have to feel a bit... Uh, my self-esteem is right on the ground, and then somebody yeah. has to ask me how many people in my family, how much money I pay rent, how come sure. I, I don't have food, and blah, blah, blah. And still, uh, I'm going to be giving two bags of food, and then I'm going to go home with the bags of food. Yeah. As soon as I start taking things out of the bags, I'm going to find out that 50% of the food in the bags, I cannot eat. For example, peanut butter. My son is allergic, allergic to peanut butter. Yeah. But the person who made these bags for me, they, they don't know. They're just putting things in a bag. Uh, Tuna fish. I don't like seafood. Yeah. When I was six years old, I choked eating fish. I choked <laughs> and I almost died. And yeah. after that, I had to say no, no. no to, to seafood because I, I don't like it. Well, that, not an allergy, just a gag. No, yeah, yeah, I almost died. I almost, well, one, one little bone got stuck in my throat and oh, I was yeah. rushed to the hospital. Oh, wow, is that bad? Yeah. yeah. So I don't like seafood. I, I don't like it. So I said, do I have to feed my son peanut butter even though he's allergic and he, no, he can yeah. die from it? Do I have to eat fish even though I don't like it? Yeah. How about those people that actually go to a supermarket and get the food that they like? I don't have the money to do so. Mm-hmm. Do I have to eat whatever people want me to eat? Yeah. I said, no, we need to change the system. So 2004, we went from a typical food pantry to a people's choice food pantry. Yeah. And the way we did it was, we made it sound like if it was a supermarket. Sure. We came up, I came up with a point system. Yeah. So this is how we did it. People come. They register, and according to the size of the family, they get points. Yeah. Like a single person gets 25 points, two people get 35, three people 45. Yeah. Big families get up to 65 points. So when they go to the, inside the food pantry, 
they get a little shopping cart and all the food in the food pantry has a point value. Like the tuna fish, right now we have a lot of tuna fish, so it will be two for one point. Yeah. Pasta is one point. Cereal, right now we don't have a lot of cereal, so that will be two points. Yeah. So people are actually shopping. People are actually getting the food that they like yeah. with the points they are given. I like that the word dignity, giving people dignity, respecting who they are, yeah, allowing the, choice. This is definitely a theme of, yes. yeah, even just a theme of education, a theme of, every, of, of everything in, in this world. Yeah. Very much valid. Some people don't like pork. Some people get offended yeah. because they're giving pork. Yeah, sure. They don't have to eat pork. No. Okay, you know what? Let somebody else eat the pork. Some people don't like uh, tuna fish, like in my case. So let somebody else have that. Mm. I'm a Colombian dude. Give me rice and beans and yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. Sure, sure. So we changed it and it went great. It was beautiful and I felt so good because now I was actually doing yeah. God's work. Now I was actually feeding people the way they needed to be fed. That's great. COVID came, too bad we had to go back to the old system because we couldn't allow sure. people inside. I didn't like it. I was upset, but I wasn't so upset because now we had more vegetables, more meats, more yeah. fruits. So it's less canned goods, more uh, fresh produce, more meats. So they had the choice for that. Yeah. So we're still hoping to for COVID to go away for yeah, good so we up. can open up the doors again so they can actually go back to the shop. And in the meantime, we're trying to do as much as we can. Sure, sure. And I guess with that, with the huge increase of people too, it probably was easier just to organize. You know, here's bags again, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm, kinda, yeah I'm kind of concerned because when you actually let people in, you need more volunteers. You need sure, more. Yeah. I don't have a lot of stuff. I only have three part-timers. That's what I have yeah. for the three food pantries because we work on volunteers. We don't have the money to pay uh, a lot of people. So when we open up the doors again, we actually have to have more staff members, yeah. more people to get the place organized so we can actually sure, do it the sure. best way. But you know what? God never leaves me alone. He is always by my side. And you know what? I'm doing his job, so he better catch me. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, and I, mm -hmm. I loved as I walked in here earlier, too, you said, you know, we, we started this Father English Center at the time when you started working here. You said it was hosting, name the things again. It was bingo nights and... Yes, I, I do remember when I came, when, when I spoke to my boss at that time about the food pantry and he gave me this little tiny 12 by 12 office, I said, wow, this is great for now, Yes. but I know I'm going to grow. I want this large hall to be the food pantry, and yeah. at that time, he was not going to give me the, that because we used to play bingo for to raise money for the center, they used to rent this place out for big sixteens and weddings and oh, baptisms. We used to have up to a thousand people here every single Friday, every single Saturday. And we used to make some money out of that. We used to play bingo and we used to make money out of that. Uh, but things changed. We grew. I mean, we couldn't do it here anymore. That's when they decided that they were going to. No, actually, in 2017, we had a little fire here okay. inside, inside this food pantry right here. Yeah. So at that time, they decided that we were not going to use this anymore. And then the new boss at the time said, the large hole is going to be the food pantry. So, so, so you're yeah, from your mouth to God's ears yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, he, he, God always listens. He listens <laughs> to me. I don't know, but he, he does listen to me. Every time I say, I want this, he makes it happen. At, at one point I said, my God, I want to give people more vegetables, more fruits. I started getting more of those donations. We even have our own garden. I need to tell you about my garden. No, and I don't no. know if I ever did. No, no. I'm going to tell you about my garden. It's a beautiful story. We're actually going to start working on that next week. Um, 
I said, we need more refrigerators, we need more freezers, we need more of this and more of that. You know what? That comes. That comes. Yeah, it's all for the, the good of the, the, the cause here. This is not for you. This is for people who are desperately in need of it. Yeah. And it, so it's, I guess, your prayers, uh, with along with many other people's, like, we need this. Yes. And then you're kind of the... Yeah, pe people the, donate to us. People did donate, and, and then we, we raise the money, and then Catholic Society is always helping me, and... I mean, there's always somebody out there saying, you know what, I like what you're doing, let me yeah, help you out. Because I like to get my, my donors involved. It's, if you're going to give me food, I want you to put the food on the shelves. I yeah, want you yeah, to yeah. see clients. I want you to see that the rice that you bought an hour ago is going to a family of mom, dad, and three kids. Yeah, I want you to feel really good about what you're doing because I want you to come back. Yeah. One day, like six years ago, right across from us, we have school number three. All the kids that go to school number three are very, very, very poor. Those okay. kids are kids that live around the area. Yeah. They don't have money to go to the movie theater. They don't have money to go to McDonald's. They don't have money to go anywhere. Okay? Yeah. Very poor. Right by the school, there was an empty lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of brass, and it was kind of dirty and, and whatever. Behind that, there was an abandoned house. And the corner right there, right by, by the lot, is uh, the exit of Main Street and Route 80 and Main Street. That's the perfect spot for homeless people to ask for money. Mm. So what happened at that time was that people would ask for money there, I mean homeless people. I went to them many times, you need food, come to me, come sure, and get yeah. it. But it's not their time to change, it's not their time to be bothered, they just want to get their money. Sure. So I, I didn't bother anymore. Then I realized that those people were there asking for money. They were sleeping in the abandoned house right behind the lot by school tree on the other side. But then they used to come to this lab to do drugs, mm. to sleep, to do number one and number two, mm. and also to have sex. Mm. And the school is right there. Yeah. And when the, the kids go on recess, they go on the patio, and that's the first thing they see. Oh, and one day, I'm actually at the front of the building, I'm like, wait a minute, am I seeing something that nobody else is seeing? We need to protect those kids. Those kids are not being protected. They're being exposed to, not only that they don't have money to go anywhere, not only that they, yeah. they have to be supposed to, to see people getting high and they have to be supposed for people fighting and drinking and yeah. we need to do something. So I went to school number three and the principal said, oh, no, no, uh, we, we need that lot because we're going to have a parking lot there. Yeah. And I'm like, but I've been doing this for 20-something years. That was like five years ago. We've been, I've been doing this for 20 years and I never saw a lot there. Nobody even thought about having a parking lot there. Doesn't he see what I'm seeing? So I spoke to some people from Catholic Charities. We decided to go to the Board of Education. The Board of Education said, okay, what do you want to do? I said, how about if we have a garden? Yeah. Why don't we change that into the nasty, what it, nasty thing, what it is, to a beautiful garden? Wow. So they say, that's a good idea. This is the key. Wow. We actually got the money. We ventured in. They let us do it. They called the, the principal from school three, said, you know what? In the meantime, until we decide what to do with the land, they're going to do a garden. You let them use the water. Yeah. To make a long story short, we have over 35 beds. Wow. We grow tomatoes, plant uh, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, wow. uh, corn. During the summertime, it's one of the most beautiful gardens in Patterson. Wow. That became to be from what it was to a beautiful thing. We even have a butterfly garden. We see butterflies all over oh, the place. Okay. We gave the key to the teachers that said, listen, whenever you want to go to the garden to show your kids sure. how to grow tomatoes or to read a book to the kids in yeah, the garden, yeah, yeah, yeah. here is the key. That's awesome. 
So, so this with, is where the abandoned house was, or the, right next to the abandoned house? The abandoned house is still there. Nobody's okay. going to the abandoned there. house. Yeah. So these guys are still asking yeah. for money. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they are still sleeping in the abandoned house. But they don't go but to the lab anymore because night. it's fenced with a nice lag, with a water, with a garden, with yeah, a vegetables, we have that's that's what and it's pretty producing food for people. That's yes, well, that is giving us a lot of vegetables for our people here. Wow, that's a, another great thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is it. It's you know, I, I think uh, your passion for people, for nobody to hunger. It just it's allowing you to see, just have a vision for things, and 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 then people and God, God provides through people, and then all of a sudden it's. Uh, yeah, not just creating just essential needs, but really creating a sense of beauty for these kids in the school. The teachers can go in there. It's yep. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what it is to be hungry. And, and I've seen this in my country many, many, many times. And I know that the economy in our country is, is not good. And I see what's going on there. So it's not okay, but you know what? It's because of what's going on in the country. But I will not allow that in this country. We are in the most beautiful country. We are in the best country of the world. We throw so much food away. I cannot allow for somebody to go to their hungry. Yeah. I, I, I cannot do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that happens because I only see a, a, a few people. Sure, sure. But if I, if I could make the change in the whole country, I, I will do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's essential what you're doing, but you still want to do more, which is pretty powerful. Wow. All right. Well, so I know outside of, uh, you know, just providing the service, you're, you're building relationships. You have uh, people that you've gotten to know over the years. Is there a favorite story from this place where you kind of, you know, anything that you can relay a story about a particular group of people? You could keep anonymous, but just kind of a, another sentiment from the experience. I'm sorry about people. Um, okay. Well, we, we have a few stories. Um, I have a sad one. That, that became a beautiful story. Mm. This lady, um, I'm going to call her Michelle. Her name is not That's Michelle. Fine. This lady, Michelle, um, she got a divorce from her husband. She had two kids. She used to work for this doctor. And she used to make good money because she was a long time working with the doctor and she, she was making good money. And then she separated from her husband and she kept the two kids and whatever. The husband left, he went back to his country, so she was not getting child support or anything from this guy. Mm-hmm. But she was okay with her two boys. Um, Michelle met somebody else. And uh, Michelle fell in love with this person. This person was not a good person. Yeah. The person was into drugs and alcohol, and he knew how to manipulate, and he knew how to, to do the wrong things. Michelle fell in love with this guy so much, so much. That she started drinking and she started using drugs and she started losing everything she had. She lost her job, mm. she lost her apartment, she lost her kids. Typhus actually came and took her kids. Wow. Michelle became homeless just with this guy. Walking yeah. the streets of Patterson. Wow. Uh, one day this guy beat her up really bad. They were fighting over drugs. He wanted her to prostitute for drugs. She didn't want to do that and he beat her up. So she came here. And, and she's like, I need you to help me. I, I, need, I, I need to get my life back. I need to get my boys back. I need to, to I, my kids need me and I need to do something. Yeah. So uh, we sent her to a program, rehabilitation program. She was there for six months. Yeah. Okay. She came back 
And when she came back, she says, oh, hi, this is me, Carlos. Um, I'm free. Uh, I don't do drugs anymore. And this is me. I just need a job. I, uh, she went to a shelter. I just need a job. I said, okay, well, why don't we look for some jobs? Why don't we go online to see if we have somebody who's willing to give you a job? We applied. There was a doctor that called her because he needed somebody to work for him. So Michelle came here. We had the clothing boutique downstairs. She went downstairs. She had a nice outfit. Yeah. And then we had somebody, a volunteer, that knew how to do makeup and hair and whatever. Sure, yeah. You have to see the before and you have to see the after. Wow, yeah. Michelle went for her job interview and she got a job. Nice. To make a long story short, a year after that, Michelle was already with her apartment. Her voice came to her. Nice. Her life went back. Yeah. She got her life back. That's good. Yeah, I mean, people make mistakes, but you can make, you can redeem, you can start over, you can, and, and especially with again, the support and help. Yeah, and once again, who am I to judge? Who am I to say, Michelle, what do you do? What happened yeah, to your yeah, kids? Yeah. Why do you do this? Who am I to do that? Michelle came for, for help. Michelle got what she needed. She got what she wanted. Now Michelle is... I, I heard that she moved to North Carolina with her family. Her mother and her father and brothers and sisters, so they moved. Yeah. But she's good. good she's go. good with her kids. Awesome. Awesome. And, and another fun, a funny story was that, you know how we do the points. When people come to get food, they get points and whatever. So this lady came to pick up food, and she came with her son. And her son, as soon as he started with the shopping cart getting the food, he said, Mom! Give me two points. And I'm like, he's only like eight years old. <laughs> and I went to him like, what do you know about points? What do you know about points? So he said with his beautiful eyes, sir, you do not understand. Yesterday we went to ShopRite to buy diapers for my little sister. And my mom didn't have $5 to give me the cereal. This is my favorite cereal. Here is cheaper. Here is only two points. <laughs> and mom has a lot of points. I'm like, you have it for free. Thank there you, you go. Thank, thank, thank you, Cyril. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's great. That's very cool. Well, thanks so much for doing this and sharing the story. I, you know, I think, um, you know, in, in terms of the audience of the podcast, it's it's a lot of creative people, but often people who have a desire to help and serve. And so, I I, I guess uh, the question is, um, if people want to volunteer or donate, how do they get in touch with you and uh, this place? Well, yeah, I, I can give you all my information, and, and b before I do that, I just need to tell people, but they want to do it. Please, please, let's do it. If you, if you want to help us with food, give me a phone call. I'll give you my phone number, you give me a phone call, I'll let you know exactly what I need, and then you go and buy it. Mm -hmm. I know where to get it for cheaper, cheaper prices, but if you want to do the shopping, do the shopping. Not only that, let's say that you don't have the money. Let's say that you don't want to help us with money. Spend your time with us. Come here on a Saturday. We need people stocking shelves. We need people getting donations. We need people uh, making bags. And, and you know what? I need for people to see exactly what I see every single day. I need for people to feel what I feel every single day. The smiles that, that we see on people's sure. faces, those, nothing can replace that. And you know what? There are beautiful towns in pa around Patterson. Patterson is not a good city. Too bad it's not a good city. But then we have Clifton, we have Wayne, we have Horton. We have these beautiful towns that we are only 10, 15, 20 minutes away, and they don't even know what's going on in Patterson. Yeah. I ask mom and dad to bring their kids here to see what we see, to do what we do. There are so many kids that take things for granted. They need yeah. to know that there are other kids here and in many other places just like their kids. 
that go hungry, don't have the sneakers that they want that they would love to have, don't have the clothing that they would love to have. Kids that take things for granted need to know what's going on. Mm. So they can call me, my cell, I mean, my boss doesn't like me to give <laughs> my cell number, but you know what, that's the best number I have because they call my office, I'm almost never in my office. Sure. So my office number is 973-279-7100, my extension is 2108. My cell number is 973-771-9485. And I'm asking people to please call me whenever they need to. At night, if they need anything or if they want to do anything, whatever it is, call me because you know what? I live by myself. I have two, my, my personal life, I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. I have two kids. They're grown already. One is 23, one is 24. I live in my house with my three dogs. And my three <laughs> dogs do not complain if I leave them in the middle of the night to open this door for something. Sure, sure. So. And that's what you do? That's great. This, is, this is my life. This is my life. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you. And, uh, yeah, I know that just Catholic Charities itself has a support page, I think, for you mm-hmm. uh, for the, the Father English Center. Yeah. So CatholicCharities.org? Like yeah. Well, well, they can go to ccpartisan.org. Okay. Um, or they can also go to Catholic Charities. Yeah. Or they can also go to Father English Community Center. They just look for food pantry in Patterson. Patterson. That's where yes. I am. Yeah. yeah. And if they don't find me, call me. Sure, sure. Well, thank you so much, Carlos. It was a pleasure. Thank and you. it's good to see you again and, you know, support what you do and Hear the hear the backstory, which is really powerful too. In your life, thank yeah, you. yeah. Th- thank you so very much. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing. Thanks for listening to. Thanks for listening. Um, definitely reach out to Carlos. Um, if you go to stolenarrowspodcast.com, you'll see a direct link to the Father English Center Food Pantry and even his uh, phone number and contact info there so you can uh, feel free to make donations, even help the cause and hand out food. Um, if you haven't checked it out yet, Jay Agnes uh, has turned this song, which you're hearing in the background, into a full-fledged song. So check it out on any streaming platform called Free of this disease and uh definitely a great tune and uh thanks again to jay for allowing us to use this song as our intro and outro music all right and next week episode 25 we will continue with our patterson theme with a photographer named michael dalton who has a book called the great falls all right we'll talk to you then take care